You're listening to the Brooks Snow Podcast, conversations to help you look forward with faith, faith in yourself, faith in God, and faith in your own mission and purpose. I'm your host, Brooke Snow. You have episode 74, The Part You Play. Have you ever struggled with comparison? Have you ever doubted what you personally have to offer to the world? In today's episode, I'm sharing my own struggle with comparison and why it led me to leave social media for two years. This past week, I made the big decision to return. But such a move was only possible once I understood a very important paradigm that keeps me focused on the part I play. If you enjoy this podcast, I know you would love my book, Living in Your True Identity. It's available in Desert Bookstores and online at Amazon. It's filled with 21 tools to help you live life as the best version of yourself. Thank you to all of you who have left a review for this podcast or you've shared it with a friend. Your reviews and your shares are what makes this podcast possible. Today's review of the week comes from B. Foy. She says, my sister-in-law sent me the podcast. If you want different results, do something different. I've never listened to any podcast, but for some reason, I decided to give this a try. I'm pretty sure it was written directly for me to hear. I came home with baby number six right before the national shutdown occurred. And to say it's been a rough recovery is an understatement. It's like I was listening to my own story, only the part where I'm stuck and I haven't yet made any changes. Physically, I have faced more problems than with any other recovery, and it's been both emotional and mentally taxing. This podcast was an answer to my prayer that I didn't even know I was praying. Thank you for sharing these thoughts and being a literal angel speaking to me from our Heavenly Father. Foy, thank you so much for the review. I'm so grateful that episode was exactly what you needed to hear. Bringing home a new baby is a challenge at any time. But during a national shutdown and with five other little kids, it is certainly compounded in difficulty. The amazing thing about doing something different so you can get different results is that it doesn't have to be a big change. Small changes are not only easier to sustain long term, they also can have amazing effect on everything else. Just like one domino pushing over the others. I'm sending you prayers and love as you navigate your way forward. You can do this. I'm totally cheering you on. If you want to be the reviewer of the week, please leave me a five-star review in iTunes and share your favorite takeaway so far. Your ratings and your reviews and your shares, this is what makes this podcast possible. So thank you so much for listening and for sharing. All right, friends. I made a bold move last week. I returned to social media after a two-year fast. If you've listened to this podcast for very long, you have heard me say in nearly every episode that I wasn't on social media so that I could have the creativity and focus to make this podcast the best that it could be. In many ways, it became what I was known for. (laughs) Time and time again, I would get questions or comments from people about the anomaly of someone trying to have influence who was intentionally not on social media. Some people thanked me for showing it was possible to still make a difference in the world or show it was possible to build a business without it. Other people were just plain curious on how I did it. Perhaps though more surprising than me not being on there was why I would return. I'm going to talk more about why I decided to go back and 
the clear boundaries I have to support that decision. I'll talk about that in future episodes. What I want to talk about today is why I left in the first place. Cutting social media out of my life most definitely helped me to have more clarity and focus for my work, just like I say every single week. But this is the result of leaving. It was not the cause. So why did I leave? I left because I was jealous. I was jealous. I couldn't get on there without comparing myself and feeling like my purpose was really not that important. I couldn't get on there without feeling like I should just give up and let other people be an influence instead of me. I was jealous. I was jealous of good people, of faithful people, of people doing really amazing things in the world. I was jealous of people sharing inspiring content, people who were being a light. Some people complain about social media being negative because of what other people post. My feeds were so curated that I only followed inspirational content. But this didn't matter. It was still a negative place for me because of the thoughts of comparison in my own head. I didn't measure up. Everyone else was better than me, doing more than me, more successful than me, smarter than me, more clever, more beautiful, more engaging, more inspired. I was prideful. Now, pride is an interesting state to be in. Most people think of pride as thinking that you are better than someone else. But pride actually works in two directions. Pride can be found from the top looking down, and pride can be found in the bottom looking up. Pride is in the comparison. If you think you are not as good as someone else, this is pride. Back in 1989, President Ezra Taft Benson gave a landmark address titled Beware of Pride, in which he teaches this very principle. He says, pride is a sin that can readily be seen in others, but is rarely admitted in ourselves. Most of us consider pride to be a sin of those on the top, such as the rich and the learned looking down at the rest of us. There is, however, a far more common ailment among us, and that is pride from the bottom looking up. It is manifest in so many ways, such as fault finding, gossiping, backbiting, murmuring, living beyond our means, envying, coveting, withholding gratitude and praise that might lift another, and being unforgiving and jealous. Close quote. In the book Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis expounds on this, saying, It is the comparison that makes you proud. Once the element of competition has gone, pride has gone. So, pride is in the comparison. It doesn't matter whether you think you're on top or whether you think you're on the bottom. Pride is in the comparison. Once the element of competition has gone, pride has gone. So, in effort to change my environment to be less comparative, I felt compelled to leave. I needed to work on my own heart, 
I needed to work on being humble. (laughs) I needed to remove myself from the trigger. Social media was for me to compare myself. Have you ever felt this way? Have you ever compared yourself to those around you? Have you ever compared yourself from the bottom looking up, thinking you're just not as good as someone else? Have you ever felt the shame of jealousy and not being enough? Have you ever compared yourself to truly amazing people, good people, people doing wonderful things, and allowed this comparison to stop you from being amazing too? It's not just that we see a highlight reel on social media. It's the comparing that makes it hard. It's the pride. But it's not just social media that triggers comparison. Comparison can be found anywhere there's another person to compare ourselves to. So what do you do? Can you stop comparing yourself? Is that even possible? Is there a remedy for this pandemic? For surely, comparison is an ailment that plagues so many of us. Just like sickness of the body prevents you from doing the work you need to do, comparison is a sickness that keeps you from doing the work you need to do as well. It blocks inspiration. It clouds your judgment. It feels discouraging. It brings self-doubt. And it is a true mist of darkness in life. When you pridefully compare yourself from the top looking down or the bottom looking up, you simply cannot see clearly. There are beams and motes in the eyes of ourself and those we are looking to. So how can we stop? What can we do? I'll tell you, there's not a chance in the world I would have come back to social media if I hadn't figured out how to solve this problem for myself. So would you like to know what made all the difference for me? (laughs) Would you like to know a better way to see? It has everything to do with knowing your purpose. Now, I know this sounds abstract. Me saying that you need to know your purpose can feel nebulous, especially when your purpose is individual and unique and all your own. If you want some direction on how to find your purpose, check out episode 31, Finding Your Purpose. In that episode, I give some great guidance there to figure out what your purpose is. I will link that episode in the show notes. Once you have some direction on what your purpose is, you're in a much better position to blast away the comparison thoughts with a powerful new perspective that you have a part to play. From here on out, we're going to refer to your purpose as the part you play. This is your unique contribution to the world. The part you play embodies your spiritual gifts and the unique challenges, trials, and circumstances that you have in your life. You have a specific part to play in your family, in your relationships, in your community and the world. You have a part to play. And be it known, that part you play is needed and necessary. Even more importantly, the part you play is not isolated. The part you play is integrated into a much grander purpose that needs you and everyone else to be supportive and work together. This concept was driven home to me recently by a YouTube video of a race car pit crew. (laughs) 
I don't know a lot about racing cars. But when I was introduced to this 50-second YouTube video of a race car pit crew, it left a deep impression upon me. And I would love for you to be able to watch this, so I will leave it in the show notes so you can see it for yourself. Apparently, I'm going to take the time to try and describe this for you, but apparently at some point in the course of a long car race, a race car driver wears down the tires of the car and the tires need to be changed. But changing tires does not stop the clock from ticking. He needs all four tires changed as fast as possible so he can get right back on the track. Enter the pit crew. The pit crew is a team of 20 guys at the ready who astonishingly change all four tires of the car. You ready for this? They change all four tires of the car in less than two seconds. Less than two seconds. This is a magnificent display of teamwork, focus, and precision. Each person has a very specific purpose. He does one job. On each tire, one person removes the bolts, another removes the tire, another puts the new tire on, one person jacks up the front, another person jacks up the back, one person on each side of the car holds the car steady. And there are spare men in place just in case something fails. They work as a team. It is beautiful. It is brilliant. What they can accomplish all together is far better than what they can accomplish separately. But just think how fast this would all fall apart if the front tire man started watching the rear tire man. Just glancing away would cost precious time for everyone. What if he started saying, oh, wow, he yanks off that tire so much better than I do. (laughs) What if the tire man looked at the guy holding the car steady and thought, wow, his job is better than mine. All I do is yank off a tire. Every single one of these jobs is completely vital to success. Every single one. If one person gets distracted or starts to doubt or compare, then it is downhill for everyone. Your purpose is the same. Now, you may not see the figurative team effort of what you're working on, but there is a huge team effort happening right now. That team effort is the effort of improving the world. You are improving the world. You are helping others. Your purpose, the part you play, is always about helping others. Now, whether that's through homeschooling your kids or running your business or advocating for a cause or teaching or serving or uplifting, encouraging, whatever it may be, the part you play is always about helping others. Now, you can't do all the jobs, but you can do your little part really really well. The more clearly you understand this principle right here, that your job matters for the success of everyone, that your job is actually part of something bigger that we are all working together on, you can start to see other people as teammates rather than competitors for comparisons. You can start to see that we are all in this together and we need each other. You matter. 
the part you play matters. The part you play may look similar or it may look different than someone else. If your part is to, let's say, remove the front left tire in the pit crew, (laughs) there will be three others working on the car also removing tires as well. But you're all important and you are all needed. There's no need to compare. Looking sideways to compare will cost you time and slow the whole team down. The part you play, it might look different than everyone else. In the pit crew, one lone man's job is to stand right in front of the oncoming race car that enters the pit lane at 80 miles an hour before it halts to a stop. His job is to jack up the front of the car so the tires can quickly be switched out. He's the only one with that job. But even though it looks different than what everyone else is doing, without him doing his part, everything stops. Whether your part is similar to someone else or it's totally different, regardless, it is absolutely needed. There is room for everyone. We need everyone. Now, I've pondered a lot upon this pit crew scene, and I've tried to figure out what would my job be? Like if I'm in the pit crew, what is Brooke Snow's job? (laughs) I believe that the core of my life purpose is to help people see differently. My purpose is to help people see their true identity more clearly, to see God more clearly, to see the gospel more clearly. Podcasting and writing books and courses, that's just one way that I live that bigger purpose of helping people see more clearly. So if I was to give myself a job in the pit crew, (laughs) it would be to wash the windshield of the car so the driver can see. (laughs) I really thought about this a lot, as you can see. As I meditate each morning on my purpose, I keep this image in mind. I actually visualize myself washing the car's windshield as it zooms into the pit lane. I remind myself that I'm part of a big team and we're all doing our part. My job is just to wash the windshield. I don't need to compare my part to anyone else on the team. We're working together. We're all important. We each play our part. So what part do you play? What is your part? This principle is actually older than you might think. The Apostle Paul even spoke about this 2,000 years ago in the New Testament. Instead of a pit crew analogy, he uses the analogy of the physical body. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he says, Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. Now, if the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. 
Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. Close quote. Your purpose is essential to the whole. Just think what happens when you do your part. It increases the health of the whole body. Stop comparing your purpose to anyone else. We are all in this together. Years ago, I watched a documentary on Louise Hay. She's a brilliant thought leader who was really instrumental in teaching people the power of words and affirmations. She hosted a large conference, and as she walked out on stage, she said this to the audience. She said, you will hear many speakers at this conference in the next three days. We are all saying the same thing, but one speaker will say it in a way that resonates with you, and it will be like you are hearing it for the first time and understanding things for the first time. I know exactly what she is saying, which is another reason why you are needed. You will resonate with someone that others will not. It can be easy to look at those we admire and to think, there's no reason for me to do my thing because she's so eloquent, or she's got things figured out, or she's doing her part so well. But remember, even if you both have similar parts to play, You will reach people that only you can reach. We are on the same team. You have specific people you will resonate with. Focus on the part you play. Pride is in the comparison. Pride takes down a nation because it takes down the team. When you can play your part in a healthy way, it helps to heal the whole body so others can do the same. Truth be told, two years away from social media, it taught me a lot. I got really clear on what my part was. I got really clear on what my message was. Until one day, I realized that my message was only reaching people who listen to podcasts. There was a whole world of people I wasn't serving because they aren't podcast people. (laughs) What about people who read blogs or who prefer to watch videos? Or yes, what about those who are on social media? Slowly but surely, I'm learning how to take my message and share it in more places. But now I can return knowing what part I play. I can rejoice in the part that everyone else is playing as we all help each other on the same team. You have a part to play. It's important for the success of all of us that you play your part well. As we can let go of comparing and start rejoicing in the team effort, We accomplish so much more together than we do alone. You have a part to play. Imagine your life confidently living the part you play and look forward with faith. Do you listen to these episodes and love what you hear and wonder where to start? I invite you to take my free mini meditation course called The Miracle of Meditation. How to Transform Your Prayers for More Presence, Connection, and Revelation. Meditation is my most important practice of the day, and I use it for so many things, including staying focused on the part I play and not comparing. Most of my listeners already have a practice of personal prayer, but the idea of meditation can seem a little foreign. What if I told you meditation is simply a higher form of prayer, and you can integrate it right now into your personal prayers? This free course will teach you three things you can do right now to make your prayers more meditative. It is the perfect bridge between traditional prayer and meditation. 
and it's one of the most powerful tools I've found for increasing personal revelation in my life to really hear God's voice for me. If this is calling out to you, I invite you to register at the link in the show notes, or you can find it on my website at brooksnow.com. You can do this. I'm cheering you on.